classic hip hop shit. Dr. DRE, Rose and Jay. Let's get them. We started out mopping floors, and now we front row with the awards. Number one for the last 20 years. If you real, motherfucker, scream cheers. Motherfucker, scream cheers. Yeah. And, and it, it is what it is. is. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Three Kings Podcast. I'm your gracious host, T-Serve. It's your uh, unfriendly neighborhood podcast providing news, politics, and opinions with a uh, hip-hop flair to it. So, I'm here with my two uh, gracious co-hosts. I want to introduce uh, to you my first gracious co-host. Um, he uh, recently had a fatwa placed on him. So, uh, he's been out here having all this, this crazy fatwa sex. It's uh, it's Black, Black Rob, ladies and gentlemen. Black Rob. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's yeah. going on, Black Rob? How's yeah. all this fatwa sex treating yeah. you? The fatwa boys are getting down. We getting, we getting to it. <laughs> the fatwa boys are yeah, really killing it on these streets. Fatwa. FB. Fatwa is back. FB for life. Fatwa, fatwa boys. Fatwa boys are back. You know. Five twelve boys, and we you know we down with Van Buren boys too. Oh, work! Yeah, that sounds like a tight click. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the click. Staying out, I'm staying out of that one. Yeah, that's that's the click. So, my second distinguished uh, co-host, we have again the man, the myth, the legend, the mogul. We have T Black, ladies and gentlemen, T Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on? What's up, T Black? Yo, man, it's love, baby. I'm here, man. You know what I'm saying? Thank God for another day. You know what I mean? Another week, for real. Another day, another dollar. Yes, sir. So, what have you guys been up to this last week? What's what's been going on? (laughs) Besides the Fatwa sex. (laughs) Besides the Fatwa sex. Minus, minus Uh, that. I had a rough day at work today. Yeah, what's what's going on? I almost had to, you know, go Dave Chappelle and keeping it real goes wrong. My my inner zone my inner zone three almost came out, man. Oh shit, my bad. <laughs> Yo, so what happened? They they trying you at, at the job? They trying me, man. It's I, I was this close. A word? So close to just when keeping the real goes wrong. You're about to uh to take a flight man. to South Africa and uh, head head into a my inner T I was dying to come out. I was like, hey, we think you talking to like that, partner? <laughs> 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 Who you think I'm is? I'm from that. Hey, 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 use your inside voice. <laughs> You better, put ask, your ass outside. you better ask somebody. <laughs> yeah, they, th- don't, they don't know. You but I like thought that. about it and I calmed down. Yeah, clear voices yeah, pre- prevailed. It'd be I like that. Until uh, Three Kings podcast blows up, <laughs> I, just, I, like, just, I just have to chill, you know. They could be like Dave Chappelle when I when he impregnated uh, Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I quit. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so I'm gonna quit in grand fashion. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what about what got into me. It's about what got into Oprah. My seed, son. My seed, son. Yo, what about you, T Black? That nine to five shit's dead. <laughs> <laughs> shit, like, like when Nas said hip hop's dead, I need to kill this nine to five shit, man. You know, don't you hate when you're about to leave? You want to leave early it's Friday. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You're like, yeah, it's your time to go. I want to get out of here. Yeah, it's all quiet. And it's been quiet all day. You know what I'm saying? Had enough time, got there on time, and you know what I'm saying? Went to lunch, you know what I'm saying? Shout out my wife, we went to lunch, you know what I'm saying? Had a great lunch and everything, real quiet, right when I'm packing my shit. (laughs) Anyone who knows about the Outlook chime (laughs) comes through at 5 motherfucking 45. I need this ASAP. I've been here. 
Not up in here. Word, uh, real talk. You got was, that right. I was like mother. But you know, shit's real. <laughs> shit's real. Yeah, so. right. You you look at him like uh Watch that shit up, dude. <laughs> Word up. Word up. So but you know it's over, man. The weekend's here, Three Kings Podcast is live, so you know what I'm saying? Hopefully we can bring the people something good, you know what I'm saying? This episode of course and you guys share and subscribe. And uh so we get enough followers. Listen, yeah, so we can quit our jobs. jobs. Yeah, so man. Quit our jobs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so we can full time. So we can shit on our on our employers. You know what I'm saying? So we we got another acronym. Oh God. QTJ, quit the jobs. Quit the jobs. <laughs> Trying to quit the jobs, man. Oh God. Hey man, it's gonna be a new acronym alert every episode. You guys, you guys have that to look forward to. New acronym, yep. It's gonna be dope. <laughs> You're gonna be using them in your text messages man, and all that. Don't use them in emails though. I'm pretty sure nobody's gonna be using <laughs> they, these. They probably will. They like my They're shit. Sure like, You'll see. Alright, watch. Not that one. Alright, well shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. It wasn't uh it wasn't really working. You suck. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is, this is not a PC podcast. Fuck both of y'all. Man, that's how we're going to start the podcast. Yep. There we go. It's going to be a great one. Welcome to episode four, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no doubt. Three Kings also was uh, in the house to see uh, Chris Rock this week. And Chris Rock, he really he really killed it in his stand-up set. He was recording. I'm not sure if he was recording for Netflix, but it's, uh, it's basically the set that's going to be showing up on Netflix on these days. But... Yeah, he really killed that shit. That shit was it was good. Yeah, he's gonna good. record in Brooklyn. Oh, he is. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, at the uh, Barclays. 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 Damn, that's what's up. Yeah, so he's gonna be he's gonna actually do Madison Square Garden and Barclays, but record oh, at Barclays. Okay. Yeah, Dope. shout out Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn is definitely in the house. Man, yeah, yeah man. that that was a hell of a show. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Honestly, I've, I've kind of been off like the Chris Rock bandwagon ever since. Like, well. There was like the whole the whole Oscar shit that he kind of pissed me off with with his his um, his uh, monologue and and the shit that he was he was doing, uh, but it, I have to admit it was a it was a good one it was good it was good it was no Chappelle, but it was good. Actually, I thought it was better than Chappelle. Nah. And we saw both we went and saw both of those shows within like a month of each other. But I've always been a bigger stand up. I've always been a bigger fan of Chris Rock's stand-up more than Chappelle. Although, you know, they're even to me. I like them both. If I give I like Chris both. Rock 100 out of 100, I give Chappelle like 94 out of 100, right? So they're mm-hmm. right there neck and neck. Okay. And they and they feed off each other like when they did the Saturday night Saturday night oh, damn I can't talk tonight Saturday night live skit yeah. <laughs> it was dope how they kind of fed off of each other and kind of you know played on played off of each other right. during that um that skit so yeah that was really good yeah that was pretty good so you know what I mean it, it's you can't really go wrong with can't either go wrong or, with you can't people. go wrong you True. know what I mean we're so, splitting hairs here same exactly better, so. real talk you know they're so. both like two of the best to ever do it. And yeah. At least in this time, right in this era, I'm saying all eras. I say ever. I said for me, Chappelle's a goat. I mean, Eddie for me, Mur- Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Chappelle is the goat. Eddie Murphy. I mean, they both, you know, admire Eddie Murphy. So yeah, Eddie Murphy definitely set the ball. Well, we gotta start with Richard Pryor. And, yeah, you know, actually start with Red Fox. Red Fo- and then Richard Pryor. Can, can, I, can I finish my motherfucking <laughs> statement? Y'all motherfuckers <laughs> on some well, you, said, you, said, you said you start with Richard Pryor. I'm saying I was. Well, then let me go up one level, one generation. Red Fox, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. 
then we come into the Chappelle Chris Rock era where we got them neck and neck. And shit, don't forget Martin Lawrence. Yeah, Martin Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? Martin Lawrence. Let's not, you know what I'm saying? Forget him. Shout out Martin Lawrence. For real. You got the t shirt on right now. So at that point, it just becomes a matter of like who's your personal taste, you know? Exactly. But, you know. All due respect to Pryor, because I know Pryor changed the game. Yeah. You know, and Red Fox did his thing too, mm-hmm. but Pryor changed the game of right. comedy. That's why exactly. he's, he's the most revered comedian George of stand up comedy of all time. George Carlin, right. too. They George, all look, look, look up to Pryor and Carlin, really. Right. Those are the two that you always hear. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for my, Especially- <clears throat> for my taste, my generation growing up, Rock is the man for me, man. I mean, I don't think anybody can mess, can fuck with that. Uh, uh, not big and black, but bring the pain. Bring the pain might be the best stand up of all time. HBO would agree. Oh yeah, <laughs> HBO would agree. Damn. Okay, yeah, that's a bold statement. Bold statement from uh, from Black Rob, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, yeah, it's but, not bold at all. But they're both. Hey, to me, it's bold. <laughs> to me, it's bold. But hey, to me, uh, Chappelle's the goat. But that's neither here nor there. But you guys uh, ready to get started on these uh, mathematics? Sure. Yes, sir. It's mathematics. Mighty most definitely. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'll revolve around science. What are we talking about here? Mighty most definitely. It's simple mathematics. That's right. It's simple mathematics. We talk about uh, today's news and events uh, occurring in the United States and in the, around the world. So, a lot of stuff's been going on. A whole lot of stuff. So, obviously, mostly Trump related, but. Um, a lot of stuff. So, um, Trump has gotten into another kerfuffle, surprisingly, um, this time with uh, the family of uh, Gold, with Gold Star families. Um, so, um, back on October 4th, um, uh, four American soldiers, Green Berets, were uh, killed in Niger. And uh, so the president, he uh, called the widow of one of the... Um, of one of the uh, the gentlemen that was killed, uh, Sergeant uh, La David T. Johnson, uh, and said that uh, she talked to uh, he talked to um, uh, his uh, his wife, his widow, saying um, that her husband that quote unquote knew what he was signing up for, um, referring to the soldier only as your guy instead of uh, saying him by name according to uh, uh, Sergeant Johnson's mother and also Democratic Congresswoman uh, who both listened to the call. Uh, Democratic woman's name is Frederica Wilson, who's been like a close friend, friend of the family for years and years, who mentored Johnson also. Uh, so she was on the call as well. Um, so ever since then, um, uh, Congresswoman Wilson pretty much been going in on, on Trump um, about how disrespectful he was. Um, concerning the family and just just completely insensitive so um obviously donald trump he went on his favorite uh form of communication i'm on twitter and then he uh launched a series of tweets um concerning uh representative uh wilson the fake news is going crazy with wacky congresswoman wilson d who is secretly on a very imperson- personal call and gave a total lie on content. I hope the fake news media keeps talking about wacky Congresswoman Wilson and that she, as a representative, is killing the Democrat Party. That's right. So, uh, yeah, it's 
I mean, straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, mm -hmm. really, really. So, yeah, I mean, really, yeah, you're supposed to, like, really just, like, kind of just revere Gold Star families. I mean, these people who have, like, lost lost loved ones in line of duty, um, in war. I mean, uh, I don't understand how this is, like, out of, not out of bounds for someone like Donald Trump and for his supporters, really. What do you guys think about what's what's happened? Nothing matters anymore, right? So, Nothing sacred. I mean, so so far he attacked uh, John McCain, you yep. know, for getting captured in war and serving years as a as a as a, a prisoner of war, you know, and refusing to go home when they offered him, you know, the chance to go home because he was the son of a uh, admiral. Uh, then he attacked the uh, draft-dodging bastard. Said draft-dodging bastard too. You have to remember that. Everything that I say. Then he attacked the Gold Star family during the uh, the uh, election, and now he's you know attacking the widow of a person you know of a soldier who just died. Shame. And, you know, and shame. Just attacking whoever shame. you know speaks out about his insensitivity. You know, this is a guy who claimed that he had a bone spur and had five deferments. So, <laughs> and then when he, you know, this guy has no he, shame. He, and then he was asked about it like later, and he didn't remember which foot he had bone spurs in because I mean, obviously made it up, right? You know, somebody needs to let him know you can't be on injury reserve. <laughs> can't be on injury reserve, Donald. <laughs> With a bone spur in Vietnam, you can't Come be on, on injury. I mean, he's like, yeah, you know, what I'm saying, I gotta tap out, I gotta tap out this round. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm being active this week, coach. You know, <laughs> and they wrap themselves around the flag and patriotism, but but that's only when it comes, yeah, that's only when it when it's convenient for them, exactly. Right. You know, I mean, they they keep talking about, and then he's the same one who talk about uh, respecting the military when 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 uh, criticizing Colin Kaepernick, and at the same time he'll talk about, oh, I like my my vet, my uh, my heroes that have been captured. And how disrespectful is that? You know, Republican you know, hypocrite. That's all we're dealing with, man. And, you know, Donald's being Donald. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, yep. You know what I mean? It's so. fucked up. And you have, like, people who defend. Who? It's so frustrating because you have people who will literally, on uh, one side of their mouth, talk shit about, you know, oh, about uh, about the, the, the Congresswoman Wilson and the, the Gold Star families. And then on the other side of their mouth, they'll, uh, like, with a straight face, talk about how you need to respect the military, whatever, stand up for the anthem, all this all this bullshit. Right. right. It's, it's completely, so so incredibly hypocr hypocritical. Yeah. Of course. It's just it's hypocrisy at, it, at its best. Patriots on demand. They're just patriots when it's convenient. Right. So it's not really exactly. patriotism. It's just something, something opportunism. That, yeah, opportunism, something that they can wrap themselves around so they can you know talk about other point. people and point yeah. their fingers at other people yeah. oh yep. you're not a real american nah, just go ahead and say why i'm not a real american right. <laughs> hmm. it's because i wasn't born here huh yeah it's because right. of my the skin of my color the color of my skin so you know Speak basically mind, that's yeah. what they want to say but but yep. so they wrap themselves around the flag and oh, I'm such a patriot, and I love the military. Yeah. If so, then you will vote for a president that attacks soldiers, dead soldiers. He attacks their families, and he attacks brave soldiers who were captured in war and refused to come home until all their men uh, got were released. And again, he and he deferred, and he you know what I'm five saying five times. He deferred exactly. five times. He dodged the draft, so he couldn't even get captured because he was on injured reserve. Remember. 
Exactly. He was inactive that week. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you know, it's oh, nice. he had, he had such disrespect for military service that mm-hmm. he was on Howard Stern talking about him dodging STDs in the seventies. Yeah, was oh. his Vietnam. Yeah, exactly. I heard about that. Fucking. That's uh, that's crazy. How, how could anybody listen to that and like actually support him? And if you support the military, yeah, right. But yeah. People that that just you know what it is hypocrisy. Yeah, you know exactly what it is. So, yeah, it's whatever. But so uh, more Trump stuff happened this week. Um, so Russia stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So Donald Trump's administration uh, missed this deadline to implement sanctions on Russia, and uh, the Republicans in Congress are starting to worry about why. Uh, so uh, the Russia sanctions um, that were that were implemented uh, were a direct punishment for Russia's meddling in the 2016 presidential election, and the law which passed with overwhelming bipartisan support in Congress and which Trump signed into law in early August uh, required the administration to identify which Russian entities will be penalized with the new sanctions by October 1st. However, they still have not done so. So. What do you guys think about about this? What's going on? I mean, it's plain to see. <laughs> he doesn't want to, you know, implement the sanctions because he know he's in on it. <laughs> he know he benefited from them, you know, being involved in the election. So he has to now cover his tracks. You know, he brought him into the White House basically to say, I got y'all. Y'all good. You know what I mean? And then now he's getting all nervous, like, nah, I won't implement any sanctions. I mean, come on now. It's, it's very plain to see. You have to be blind, deaf. Or dumb <laughs> to not realize, you know what I'm saying? All three, you on some Helen Keller shit, you know, <laughs> and I think she would be smart enough to know there's some bullshit going on. So, you know, what I mean, it's Trump, you know, and Trump just being Trump. And again, you know, like we said in the last segment, if you have the audacity to support this man and seeing how deliberate and just how, you know, just how much he's disgracing the office of pre- being a president and also just being just a total ass, man, then. What that how, says about you? How obvious can it be? You know, how obvious can he make it? Because at mean, first he was like, no, 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 no sanctions, no, no sanctions, right? And then when they finally passed the sanctions, and they passed the sanctions overwhelmingly, so right, he, ninety-six to four, so he, right? So he couldn't veto them. His own party knew that he was gonna, he might veto the the, the sanctions against Russia, which is right. supposed to be our number one adversary, right? National right. security threat. So they took that option away from him. So. Being the child that he is, and knowing there's probably a PP tape out there that exists, <laughs> and a bunch of documentation on 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 election interference, he's slow walking the uh, the the sanctions. He rather look bad in front of us, you know, trying to slow walk the sanctions than even piss, you know, get close to pissing off uh, uh, Putin. No but, pun intended. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he's a patriot. Yeah, it's it's crazy. We basically have the Manchurian candidate in office. It's it's just, it's insane that people would just give him a pass over like not implementing these Russia sanctions. People 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 just don't don't care. People don't don't really care. And the fact that he'll he's willing to buck his own party for this. I mean, this this passed like incredibly overwhelmingly. So and you know he he, he can act like you know. He like he's he's trying to um he's trying to implement them or whatever, but I mean the proof's in the pudding. He's not he's not trying to implement. He's doing as, as much as he can to stall 
to stall things and uh, and kind of water down the sanctions as much as he possibly can. But yeah, but the thing about it is that I mean the Russians won't really hold the I'm sorry the GOP won't really hold them accountable for it. And they're not gonna they're not gonna really do anything. They could like uh, hem and haw or whatever and like the like bump their fi- like pound their fist on the table, but they're not gonna do anything about right. it. And there might not even be that much they can do. They've already passed the law. It's up to the executive branch to enforce it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is so blatant, man. And um, the thing is, and, and here's another wrinkle to this. Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State, had a $500 billion, with a B, deal with Russia for oil exploration around the Arctic. Mm-hmm. $500 billion is like over a couple of decades. So that's why he was actually chosen. Don't forget, he won the uh, he won Russia's uh, most prestigious award that can be awarded to civilians. Oh yeah, that's Ooh, right. Rex Tillerson. That's right. Got right. dirt on you, doggy. <laughs> got dirt on you. So you got a Secretary of State that has a five hundred billion dollar uh, contract for Exxon Mobil hanging in the threads. Uh, he wasn't able to they weren't able to do it because Obama slapped those sanctions on them after mm-hmm. the election. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's five hundred billion dollars on the table and a PP tape? Come on. Exactly. Total party line. It makes sense why they're doing it now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's plain to see. Yeah. And you're not really gonna see like this uh really get much uh much play in the the media. I mean they already passed the sanctions, but you know, as far as like enforcing the sanctions, you're not probably not going to see that. I mean, they, as far as the Republicans are concerned, they can like already say, "Oh, well, we already, we did our job or whatever." Right. Oh, okay, well, hands off. You know, we we did our thing. You know, it's really up to him or whatever. So, I mean, they can really like play that play that game. But can it's up to people it to. Obama? Yeah, exactly. Some people hold Obama accountable. And what? that was all the election stuff behind Obama in Russia, and then Hillary Clinton, his Secretary of State, had a. Five hundred billion dollar contract. Meanwhile, these motherfuckers the are still talking about Hillary Clinton. Man, Sean Hannity's head would would just explode tiki, on TV. They have a tiki yep. torch march right now on Constitution Ave. Man. Yep. Yeah. They you already tried to call Obama Manchurian candidate. Come on, stop. With no proof, <laughs> no Fake evidence news. of anything. Fake news. Oh. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. My, my, my. This is neither neither surprising nor yeah nor anything it's just as we call it trump fuck shit <laughs> trump. Is, that, is that new acronym we're gonna, keep, TFS. we're gonna keep calling this shit out tfs it's no. getting tiresome to us it's getting repetitive but we have to he's an orange you know. bat <laughs> new acronym alert wow, new acronym. Was... orange bat people, b-a-t people orange. are actually gonna look back and be like damn like 40 percent Forty-five percent of the population was fucking bananas. They were crazy, right? They all fell for the baptism. But bat, b a t, bitch ass Trump. <laughs> more. I hope you guys have your notebooks out. There's more acronyms. More acronyms coming. They, they're gonna be coming in the following weeks. But there you go. But Rob, see Black Rob like that. This, this, orange this, bat. There's gonna be a test at the end of the podcast. The orange bitch ass Trump. I do like that. That's him. Orange bat. <laughs> yeah, Rob likes any any. Uh, Anti-Trump acronym, <laughs> acronym so. TFS, Trump fuck oh, shit. God, here we go. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. There you go. Move on, ladies and gentlemen. Write them all on. down, we're, boys and girls. We're moving on. We're, we're going to have a quiz. So, <laughs> apparently, um, a, a federal judge uh, overturned uh, the Trump um, travel ban. So, uh, 
apparently uh, Trump uh, struck out with his uh, third try to travel ban. Uh, he, uh, he added uh, Chad, North Korea, Venezuela to this third ban. And uh, federal judges have uh, temporarily blocked it from taking uh, effect nationwide. Uh, this time, uh, Trump's order was found to uh, discriminate by using the nationality of travelers as a proxy for the security risk. In earlier rulings, uh, over two prior attempts at a travel ban, judges said they were motivated by a bias against Muslims. So, yeah, what, I, mean, I don't understand, like, just why would he add like three more countries to this travel ban? North Korea, Venezuela. I mean, any terrorism, you know, coming out of North Korea, Venezuela, anything. But North Koreans can't even can't even leave. Exactly, the exactly. It's crazy. But distractions. It's, it's just kind of crazy. What do you guys think? Distractions deflect and distract. Well, I'm just glad right. Hawaii keeps you know standing up to Trump, and thank God for the West Coast states. Wait, is he is he the president <laughs> of Hawaii? He's the president of Hawaii. Yeah, probably thinks. Yeah. Probably, probably doesn't know. Well, that he doesn't he's know he's state. the president of Virgin Islands. Yeah, so, but yeah, he probably yeah, doesn't even know that Hawaii is a state. Yeah, right? Thinks it's a territory. He's like, that's Guam, right? That's his own country, right? He's a country. <laughs> who's the president of Hawaii? Honolulu. No, he's, he's, he's asking Tillerson, who's the president of Hawaii? You know, you know how can what? I get him in touch with the president of Hawaii? To, yeah, to be fair to Trump, he probably has a golf course in Hawaii. That's yeah. how he knows places. True. Which ones have, have well, a, Scotland is not a state. <laughs> which <laughs> ones have a uh, golf course? Right. So. Yeah, thank God for Hawaii and the um, that judge there. He keeps blocking Trump, and he keeps going up to the Ninth Circuit. Um, you know, thank God for some of these uh, more liberal states that we have that are not crazy. Right. They keep overturning it. Um, but you know, I'm afraid he's gonna go. He's gonna go in front of the Supreme Court, and Supreme Court is gonna hear this third one. And uh, who knows, man? It's. Uh, you know, I think right now they have the upper hand, right? At the Supreme Court. The conservatives? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Sad, man. That's why, that's why voting matters, people. I mean, voting matters. Besides, beyond the president, man, it's the judges. And uh, I think if he goes in front of the judge, I mean, in front of the Supreme Court, he might get, you know, they might overturn the, the, the ninth district's uh, ruling. But to your point, Rob, you know, when you say voting matters, that's the issue, fam. It's like people don't even understand checks and balances nor the branches of government anymore. Right. They're removing, you know, the civic studies from schools. So as we're coming, you know, as you got a new generation coming up, you know, behind us, they don't even understand that. So when they're thinking the president, right, just like when Obama was in office, they believed Obama could make all the laws, everything would get passed, and everything would be set in stone, not realizing that, no, it takes a legislative branch to pass laws. The president, the executive branch, then signs off, and each level of government and each branch is a checks and balance. So when you have that, then people understand, okay, it's very important to vote in my, you know, in the midterm elections. It's very important important to vote you know in local elections mm -hmm. it's very important to vote for the president it all you know goes hand in hand but yet people still think you know in one frame of mind and that's the thing man you got to stay woke man understand how this all works so you can see how you know they're trying to always come together to play us as a country so that they can stay in charge and stay in power right yeah well it has consequences and especially when mm -hmm. it comes to the judicial uh branch exactly that's true. A lot of people, they focus just on, like, every four years. Executive, but, right. Yeah, a lot of things are, well, honestly, I mean, 
the things that affect regular people more are like the off-year cycles, not the presidential elections. You know, your right. your your city council, your state, your state senate, your governor, your mayor, all that it affects you, and your 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 your, uh, your judges too. All that affects you a lot more than you know your president. You know, right. so but people a lot of people ignore that, unfortunately. Remember, we don't have a monarchy, people. That's the reason why, quote unquote, <laughs> we, you know, we had our revolutionary war back in 1776. And I only say quote unquote because, you know, you got to, you know, do your research because his story with the release of the Kennedy <laughs> files, <laughs> you never know what you're reading nowadays. But anyway, um, but definitely, you know, that's the reason why we got rid of the king. Right. We don't have a monarchy. The president isn't a monarch. Speaking of judges, uh, Ruth Ginsburg should have should have retired during Obama's time. Preach, God <laughs> I don't know how old ass was thinking for real. She's hanging on. She better hang on for another eight years. Yeah, you you shouldn't retire during Obama's term. Seriously, she, better, know. she loves yeah. the she loves the coffee. Yeah, exactly. She loves the benefits. Let's be real. The clerks are doing all the all the work, man. And we oh, might have to we might have to put her in cryostasis for like the next three years <laughs> just to make sure that uh, Trump can't uh, nominate her replacement. I know, right? Like Doctor Evil. Exactly. She just freeze her head. Freeze her head. We can have Bernies. We can have Bernies. We can have Bernies. Just we, prop her up. We <laughs> carry her around exactly. Washington. Exactly. We cannot allow Trump to to nominate another Supreme Court. Would be justice like, oh, Justice Ginsburg. She's really thinking thinking uh, really hard about this case. She's really just like taking it all in. You know, she works twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Talk about commitment. Yeah. She's she, dedicated. She's always in the courtroom. <laughs> she had one of those. She had one of those sunglasses like Homer had in that one episode. <laughs> right. with the eyes open. Right, right. <laughs> Get a chance. Check out Weekend at Bernie's. You know what we're talking about. For real. For real. Yeah. RGB, I had to go in and, uh, in on you, but you should have damn retired. You knew you should have retired exactly. during Obama's term. Yeah. And I don't like you because of that shit the fuck you said about Colin Kaepernick. Don't think I forgot. Oh. I forgot that shit. Oh, yeah. 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 You should have retired two years ago, but whatever. So in other news, apparently we have uh, pretty much uh, a lot of uh, uh, GOP um, senators, uh, just people, GOP in general, just basically rebuking Trump. A GOP establishment figures. Um, so Trump has been getting into Twitter beef with uh, Bob Corker, the senator from uh, Tennessee. Uh, recently, Jeff Flake announced that uh, he was not going to seek re-election next year. Um, so uh, let's hear about uh, let's hear Jeff Flake and uh, his uh, rebuke of Trump. It is often said that children are watching. Well, they are. And what are we going to do about that? When the next generation asks us, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you speak up? What are we going to say? Mr. President, I rise today to say enough. Were the shoe on the other foot, we Republicans, would we Republicans meekly accept such behavior on display from dominant Democrats? Of course we wouldn't, and we would be wrong if we did. When we remain silent and fail to act, when we know that silence and inaction is the wrong thing to do because of political considerations, because we might make enemies, because we might alienate the base, because we might provoke a primary challenge, because ad infinitum, ad nauseum, when we succumb to those considerations in spite of what should be greater considerations and imperatives in defense of our institutions and our liberty, we dishonor our principles and forsake our obligations. 
Those things are far more important than politics. So Jeff Flake, he knew that he wasn't going to survive a primary uh, primary contest against uh, his opponent. So he basically chose to uh, uh, not run for re-election, essentially leaving him as a, just a lame duck candidate for the rest of his term. Uh, but you also have another prominent uh, Republican, um, former President George W. Bush, who also uh, stunningly uh, rebuked Trump. Let's hear what he had to say. In recent decades, public confidence in our institutions has declined. Our governing class has often been paralyzed in the face of obvious and pressing needs. The American dream of upward mobility seems out of reach for some who feel left behind in a changing economy. Discontent deepened and sharpened partisan conflicts. Bigotry seems emboldened. Our politics seems more vulnerable to conspiracy theories and outright fabrication. We've seen our discourse degraded by casual cruelty. At times, it can seem like the forces pulling us apart are stronger than the forces binding us together. Argument turns too easily into animosity. Disagreement escalates into dehumanization. Too often we judge other groups by their worst examples while judging ourselves by our best intentions. Forgetting the image of God we should see in each other. We've seen nationalism distorted into nativism. We've forgotten the dynamism that immigration has always brought to America. Our identity as a nation, unlike many other nations, is not determined by geography or, or ethnicity, by soil or blood. Being an American involves the embrace of high ideals and civic responsibility. So, um, I never thought I'd say this, but I miss George W. Bush. <laughs> I think we all do. So, what do you guys think about uh, what's not, been going on? Not me. After compared listen, to this after, motherfucker? After, after oh, hold on, Rob. But compared to this motherfucker? I'll explain. Oh, all right. Hold up. <laughs> after listening to their both, you know, eloquent speeches. Fuck both of them. I'll explain. <laughs> Donald Trump. I, I start with George Bush. Aside from the mess that his presidency was, policy-wise, getting us into a war that cost $2 trillion, thousands of Americans dead, hundreds of thousands of Iraqis dead, Katrina, and on and on and on. We know what a disaster his presidency was, right? But his politics was probably even worse. George Bush was the culmination of years of anti-intellectualism in the, in the Republican Party, right? And so there has been a strain of hating elites and scientists and professors throughout the GOP since, like, the 80s and the 90s. George Bush was their president. It was the first time I've ever seen being intelligent, being articulate, and being knowledgeable be bad things for a candidate they were for Al Gore and um, uh, what's his name uh, the, the candidate in 2004 oh, John Kerry John, Ke- yeah. John, John Kerry. Kerry right shout out Massachusetts <laughs> and Carl Rove and, uh, and George Bush used that you know and they, they, they pissed George Bush as the, the everyday dude right he was just like you he was average and um, he got Americans to buy into that. So what did that lead us to? That led us to Sarah Palin, 
right? We're lowering and lowering the bar, and eventually we get Donald Trump, who's not only stupid, but he's you know crass. So now they're they're, they're talking about he's too crass. Like, give me a break. You guys have been fermenting this stuff since the '80s. No, since even Nixon. Racial resentment, and this is you know, and they do it. They did it through dog whistles, mm-hmm. but now they got somebody that, that speaks with a bullhorn, and now they saying, "Oh, we did." You know, the people are going, you know, are doing too much. But they were some of the same people that fermented this stuff, you know, for so long, you know, and even brought down, you know, political discourse in this country. Remember Carl Rove? Remember how nasty he was? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I remember in Atlanta they. They targeted Max Cleland, and he was a, a war hero uh, in Vietnam who lost both arms and one leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was in a wheelchair. And they attacked this guy so viciously that he lost because they called him un-American because he dared to question the Iraq war. So George Bush, cut, cut the shit, all right? <laughs> and give me a fucking break. You're part of the problem. You're the one who started this. It went George Bush, uh, Sarah Palin, and now we have Donald Trump. And fucking Jeff Flake, he supported Trump during the primaries, if everybody forgets. He did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when did he go too far? Was it when he was <clears throat> making fun of disabled people? Was it when he was making fun of John McCain? Was it when he was making fun of uh, gold star families? When, when did he go too far exactly? He went too far when uh, he knew he wasn't going to get reelected. <laughs> <laughs> that's when that's when Donald Trump went. To, you know what? Yeah. That's that's which one? That's just way over the line. Fuck I'm both sorry. these guys, man. No, but I, I I agree with you to a certain extent about the anti intellectualism. Um, but Ronald Reagan, he also wasn't an intellectual either. Right. He was also you know just the, this cowboy actor or whatever. I mean, he wasn't uh, at all like a deep thinker either. Nancy Reagan but, ran the country, right. man. Yeah, true. But Nancy at least Reagan. he had experience. He had like. Well, I mean, I guess majority Bush, 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 Bush. Yeah, I was say, but at least he was a governor. Yeah, he was he was a, he was not very smart dude, but at least he was a <clears throat> communicator, good communicator. Yeah, he was articulate. He was savvy. He was very. He had charm and he had charisma. Yeah, that's really what won him the. So I guess if we, really it goes back to Reagan, mm-hmm. but George Bush was just more. You know, well, I, I agree with you. I'll oh, go ahead. Go ahead too. Oh no, I was going to say is and remember, and I'm trying to remember the VP, the v, George Bush's VP. What was his name? Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Thank Dick you. Cheney. Remember, Dick Cheney really ran the, you know, was the one driving home the whole war. Not saying that Bush didn't have anything to do with it. So please, I'm not trying to take away the accountability right. of George Bush. But remember, Dick Cheney was the one driving home the weapons of mass destruction. He was more or less championing championing that, you know what I'm saying, the war on, you know, in Iraq. So not saying that Bush didn't have a hand in it. Obviously he did because he's the president. But you can say Dick Cheney really was in control. Right. In the first term. Right. And then what I'm, and I think what I'm saying why, damn, you know, at least Bush was better. At least with Bush, there was there were things the country was moving in a direction. Whether we want to say good or bad, that's up to public opinion and, you know, looking at the track record. But however, the country was moving right now with Trump. There's nothing happening. Look at the market. It doesn't even move barely a percent. If you look at it on the past month, it doesn't do anything. We're like a ship in the middle of the ocean with no momentum going nowhere. With this fuckhead. At least with Bush, I mean, shit. Dare I say, he gave people a check. <laughs> few, I mean, a little couple, I, you know, a few dollars. I, with Bush, I, mean, I think Bush did tanked. way. I think George Bush did uh, did way more damage to this country than Trump has. Give Trump a chance. I'm sure he will. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't want to give him a chance. I'm not. Um, I'm not going to compare like who's worse because I hate Trump with a passion, right? But if you ask me, 
fiscally, I hear Let's you. say in four years we'll, we'll judge them, right? But George Bush, the, the damage that he did to this country with that Iraq war. True. I think, maybe it's just me, but I, I think I felt there was a certain optimism America had before the George Bush presidency that we never regained. And I think it was probably lost around the Iraq war. You know, Psycholog- maybe that's just how I feel. Like psychologically, there was a difference after, you know, we got hit with 9 11, mm-hmm. then the wars that we couldn't win, then Katrina, then we got hit with the, uh, the the downturn of the economy, the bubble. Crash. But as far as the competence, competence wise, would you rather Bush or Trump? I rather Bush. I rather Bush because competence. at least at least and that's all, and I think that's yeah. where we're all coming from. We can I, policy, I can game. you know what I mean? Because policy wise, you're right. I mean, there's no disputing that. It's right. no, bullshit. I, I, I but to, competency wise, I have to disagree with that because the fact that the simple fact that Donald Trump is incompetent is actually helping because he can't get his stuff passed. If Donald Trump was 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 competent, can you imagine the fucking damage that he could they could they could do all these all these all these these things he's trying he's trying to get accomplished? That's the that's the one saving grace I think with a, a Donald Trump presidency versus a um, a George W. Bush president. George W. Bush was he was he was competent and he had people around him who were competent. So he that's why he's able to like get a, a war in, in Iraq, pass these Bush tax cuts. Um, all this, all this, all these different policies that he's actually able to implement. Donald Trump is he's he's beefing with his own with his own our GOP Republican mates, so he, he can't even like he, he's not even he's not politically savvy enough to be able to get his stuff passed and make 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 alliances where he needs to. But was it competence or was it playing on the country's emotions? Remember, it was all about nine eleven, and even Democrats. Remember when Bush was in office, it was a predominantly Democrat House, if I'm not mistaken. So he was able to play upon the emotions. Yeah, but Bush got his tax cuts passed before before nine eleven. So I mean, mm. he, I mean, not in the Iraq War, yeah, obviously, but he, he was he was competent before yeah. before that too. But I think, but I, but I think most of his damage came once nine eleven took place, and then you started to see because the housing crisis and all that took off, right? Like, you but know, during think, the second term, I think like Service trying to say is, um, I, I bet you even with the nine eleven, Trump could fuck things up, right? Like. He's so, he just grates on people. Well, let's right? not even try to yeah. wish for that. How about we yeah. don't want to yeah. replay that shit? Trump is just more visceral. He gets of more course. visceral reactions from people. And George Bush did too, but not to that extent, right? Mm-hmm. George Bush could lay in the cut, let Cheney go there and talk to the, to, to the Senate and right. the House, mm-hmm. send this one here to do Like, he knew how to manage an executive Office, yeah, he knew he knew exactly how to whip how to whip his party into into shape. He knew how to how to get the votes that he right. needed to, to get in order to get pa- to pass his uh his agenda. But Trump does not do. He, Trump is, well, he'll go on Twitter and blast Bob Corker, who was a senator that he would need, <laughs> right? And Jeff Flake, another senator that he that he would need, right? So yeah, Donald mm-hmm. Trump, he doesn't really he doesn't he doesn't like I said he he he's not competent enough to do as much damage as George Bush. So yeah. I, uh, I said I, I said I miss Bush. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Rob. I don't I don't really miss him that much. I don't really miss him. You're right. You're right, right. about that. However, um, I think that the fact that Trump is in office, it's lent um, a certain element in society to come out of the woodwork, and it's led this this dark underbelly of American society to just come out and show and rear its head and really just try to like oppress people. I think that's 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 kind of, instead of like a uh, legacy a, a, um, a uh, legacy where 
it's going to be a, it's about um, what policies a, a policy legacy for Donald Trump. It's more like an exposure of the soul, the dark underbelly of America, and it's it's not pretty. He's 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 brought all these people out of the woodwork who are so angry at. Um, at Obama, they were angry at the, the political establishment, everything, and he brought them all out in the woodwork. And he's made these people mainstream. He's made people like uh, like the the all right, uh, what's his name, um, Richard fucking, Spencer, Richard Spencer yeah. Steve Bannon. He's yeah. made these people mainstream. So now you have like these people who are like just so now it's, it's become it's become I'm not gonna say okay, but it's become a, it's become more normalized for people to say fucked up shit. And for people to treat other people with disrespect, and for people to abuse people, I remember when when Trump came, when Trump was elected, um, I saw stories in uh, the news about um, how there were like teacher. This one story about this teacher who was who was, she was from like El Salvador or something like that, and she was teaching out in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And uh, these kids in her classroom, they were they were they were they were like mocking her, saying that she was going to be she was going to get kicked out of the country now. You can be deported, kick her out. You know, they were yelling, you know, build a wall, kick her out, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Wow. That's kind of the thing that, that I think that's what this little Trump has led us to. You know what I mean? He has. He's made them come out, right? Like, he's made them take off the masks, right? Yep. When they used to have yep. to hide. And, they used to and hide people, like cockroaches. And now they're all out. But that's the, the but people that, that in the outer reaches, they used to be in the outer reaches of the, of the internet, like your... Uh, your Stormfront. Uh, people, Stormfront, yeah. your Jones. Uh, who's that? Alex uh, Jones. Alex Jones, yep. right? He was a he was a what they call it. Uh, he was just he's on like the very he's edge. Theorist, theorist, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But now he has a direct line to the to the presidency. Exactly. But you know, and I hate that, and I'm glad that Bush and Cork are talking about it, right? But the reason I say fuck them at the beginning is because I, you know the establishment Republican Party has to take responsibility for pushing racial resentment for over 30, 40 years. Right, and they did it so they could win elections. Right, like we knew they were probably not part of the very extreme. They were like rich guys, um, you know, went to college, went to law school or whatever. The business, a lot of them just wanted tax cuts. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget that they did flame the fires of racial resentment for all those years, and then after the, you know, poor white people and. Lower middle class white people, after they didn't get anything out of it, instead of blaming the Republicans who they've been voting for, they started taking out their anger on everybody else. And that's why you see the rise of this but again, nationalism and white supremacy. Right. But the Republican Party establishment needs to take their responsibility for flaming that shit, too, along and, with Trump. And I think, you know, what you guys were saying, you know, it definitely shows how they always play upon the emotions of where America is. Like you said, it was all. It was always there. Like we, we gotta be real. Like racism has always been here. The resentment in this country, the hate. Like we said, in, you know, a few podcasts ago, that it's part of the DNA, the moral DNA of the United States of America. So it's not like it's never. It was. It was gone. It's just that Trump has brought it out. But what I'm saying and what I was saying about Bush is, at the end of the day, though, it was so he at least knew how to 
he was savvy enough to run a government that people that you're right people stayed in the woodworks they were like nah we're not going to come out with all this resentment and do it so publicly and just explicitly whereas with trump now he's so fucked up he doesn't know what he's doing so and when he talks he just goes blasting people on social media and just all over the media that yeah they feel like yeah now i can sit and talk this shit i have to talk government's in disarray we don't really you know nothing's getting done so now i'm just gonna say my shit and just talk how i want to talk because hey this is what it's about right now. The mo- the business model or the model that the government is showing is talk shit. You don't need to know what you're doing. And hey, just look good and sound good. You know, that's why he uses all the third grade lingo, huge, big, and just keep reiterating all these buzzwords because he realizes he doesn't need to have much in order to be in office. As he said on the campaign trail, I can go out here in the street and shoot someone and still get elected, mm-hmm. right? So that's my thing. It's just his incompetence. It's just being, you know, being, you know, um, put on display, but also it's kind of, you know, bringing up out of the woodworks, the, you know, just the rhetoric and the propaganda as well. Whereas when we had Bush, there was still a government in place right now. You can't get nothing's getting done. They just got back to work on what, this past Monday, the 23rd. Mm. They were off for like several days, man. Nothing was happening. You know, and that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm not saying put a, put Bush back in office. Like you said, Rob, of course, it's policies. You know what I'm saying? T, you were saying as well. Policies-wise, policy wise, nah, I mean, come on. It was some bullshit even with him. But at least there was some sort of continuity infrastructure in place. With this motherfucker, I don't know what's going on. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, seriously. I, I think that's the, that's the biggest frustration of Trump is that everything is chaos with him. Yeah, it's chaos. And you know what I mean? He, he gets a visceral reaction out of people because he's so he knows how to jab people right mm-hmm. and get and get reactions out of people so he's very that, petty so that's the thing but you know but hey i'm not uh clamoring for any of them to come to be in power i just want you know i just because i saw bush's uh i saw people trying to rehabilitate his uh his presidency and I was like, hell no. Hell no. I can't let this happen. Yeah, you're right. No. And I can't let people like Corker get away with, right. with years of fuck shit just unless, because he came out and gave so, one speech about Trump. And let's, let's not forget that Flake, he, he votes for uh, for whatever Trump wants. Uh, Wasn't it like 97%? Yeah, 97% like of yeah, the he, time, right? Yeah, he... Yeah, he, yeah. he, he votes so, for, he'd be voted for the repeal of the uh, Obamacare. Right. He would have... Yeah, he... Everything. Everything that the GOP wants, he, he votes for. So. so, so don't get don't get it twisted, y'all. Yeah. We do not support neither candidate, yeah, it's still, neither one of those presidents, neither one of these presidents. It's still fuck the GOP. You know, still fuck the GOP. However, we're just doing a critical analysis <laughs> of the circumstances, exactly. and the situations. Feel exactly, me? exactly. So, um, we have more stuff. Um, <laughs> so, um, Patrick Harmon. Patrick Harmon was a 50-year-old man who was fairly shot by a police officer in Salt Lake City. This happened in uh, August. Um, So he had been uh, pulled over by a police officer for bicycling without a rear red light. So officers tried to arrest... Exactly. Officers tried to arrest Harmon after discovering an outstanding warrant. So apparently he attempted to flee the scene and was chased by the police. At which point the officer said he turned towards them with a knife and they were forced to shoot him. However, body cameras just really show that Patrick Harmon appeared to be running away from the police when he was shot. And yet the district, district attorney has chosen not to pursue charges against the officer who shot him. What do you guys think 
about this? Um, bullshit. I saw the video. Bullshit. I saw the video. The man was running away. He, ba- he, you know, they put the handcuffs on him, and then he broke out of it and just started. You know what I'm saying? They well, actually put they put one handcuff on him, and he broke away and ran off. Mm-hmm. There was no knife. There was nothing. So absolute bullshit. We call bullshit, and you know, fuck Salt Lake City. That's all <laughs> I gotta say about that. Go ahead, Black Rob. I couldn't even. I couldn't even watch it. Man. I was I was reading the article on, on CNN. And I saw the video. I was just like, I can't even watch the video, man, because I know I know what happened, and um, I know what the result is going to be, especially in a place like Salt Lake, Utah. Yep. yep. You know, and I think the guy the guy was homeless, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think he was homeless. I think that's what I read. Fact of the matter. And um, a, a rip, so yeah, you know, they probably looked at him as trash. And um, what happened when police used to chase people, man? Like like cops. cops. <laughs> they wouldn't even survive nowadays. They wouldn't be on TV, right? There would be no cops. Yeah, they're no they're cops. out of shape now. They 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 trying to run. What the fuck happened run. to those days, man? Cops used to love chasing people and beat them up when they catch them. You know what I mean? Not anymore. So, man, I just I don't want to make light of this, but it, I just couldn't watch, man. It's sad, man. That it happened and it keeps happening. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's sad. It's just like. Copy paste, copy paste, copy mm-hmm. paste type thing. I mean, you we already know we already know what it is. And the th- sad thing about it is, I hate to say it, but I mean, even if they were to choose to prosecute them, he, he would get off anyway. Right. So, so as we it's, said, it's 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 really fucked up. It's not just you know regardless one of thing. the evidence. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, the the guy in South Carolina, he got off. He shot. He shot the man like eight times in the back. And now, he's the, clear video of him running away from from him. Shot him eight times in the back, and he got he got off. Essentially, it's like we said in the first episode or so. There's no accountability, so they know they can get away with it, so they're gonna keep doing it. Right? You know what I mean? It's fucked up, and these prosecutors, man. And this whole excuse of yeah, I fear for my life. Fear for oh, what? A fear for, you fear for your life when a guy had a, a knife and you had guns and tasers. You know what? Maybe when should, run, or even when they're running away. When they're running away, that's the that's the sick part. They're you know, running away from them. You know what? Fear maybe you life. shouldn't be a fucking cop then, if you're so afraid. If you're so afraid of people, especially Preach. if you're afraid of black people, maybe you shouldn't be a fucking cop. Preach. Go go be a Starbucks barista. Or maybe we shouldn't like hire that. pussies uh, as police officers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, all the police officers that's saw growing up on TV were tough guys. Gotta check your nuts. Yeah, a lot of a lot of <laughs> shout a lot out of, my man Sling Johnson. <laughs> yeah, a lot of cops there were like they were probably like uh, beat up in in high school and shit, and they're trying to inflict sure. you know some kind of revenge on people, some kind of like twisted uh, twisted like revenge fantasy, revenge porn fantasy or whatever. Right, fuck <laughs> on people because I mean yeah, these people are probably just fucking lames, and they have they on some power trip now because they have a little bit of power, they can fucking oh I'm, I'm gonna pull you over. Hey, what do you what do you think you're doing, boy, or whatever shit like that? I mean, yeah, these hey. people, yeah, and and the sad thing about it is that they're protected by by police organizations, police unions, and everything. You can't really do anything. The blue code. I fear for my life. That's the biggest excuse for murder. Yeah. Yep. In the country right now. Exactly. You know. But on the uh, on the heels of that, so there was uh, recently a Washington D.C. study that showed that. Uh, Having police officers wear little cameras seems to have no discernible impact on citizen complaints or officers' use of force, at least in Washington, D.C. 
Uh, now, recently, Washington, D.C. rolled out its uh, huge camera program. Uh, the city has one of the largest forces in the country with uh, 2,600 officers now wearing cameras on their collars or shirts. And apparently, they found essentially that they could not detect any statistically significant evidence of the uh, effect of the body-worn cameras, said a researcher at the Metropolitan Police Department and a group in the uh, city government called the uh, Lab at D.C. What do you guys think about this uh, study? I'm not surprised at all. Mm-hmm. And I think we said it on the first episode. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's a body cam. It doesn't matter if, if the whole crime is captured on camera. It just, it just won't matter, you know? Yeah, they, how, many, they, how many times have we seen, like, uh, crimes caught on camera, like, clear as day evidence, and these people get off? Salt Lake City. Just now. <laughs> I mean, just now, what we just yeah, talked about right. in the last story. It doesn't matter. They know they're going to get off. It's almost like they're like, what? So what? Yeah, it's, it's, a, so what? it's a joke at this point. <laughs> yeah. You know, we might as well make them exempt from the law. Right. How about that? Pretty well, much if are. you're a police officer, you're exempt from the law. You can do anything you want to do in this country. Like Tupac said, they're the biggest gang in America right now. Pretty much. Come on, man. Give me a break. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. So either either you'll have uh, this attorney who won't prosecute. You'll maybe they, maybe they will be get prosecuted, and you know, they, and they'll just have a mistrial, or just be straight get straight uh, left off. But you, I remember, like when you had a lot of these um, police shootings. You had a lot of people talking about "quote unquote" solutions. Solutions. Oh, the solution is uh, having a camera. Oh, then you can actually see everything that that the cop is doing, and then that then that'll, that'll that'll give us clarity. But we see people have smartphones everywhere now. You get you get all kind of like video of police police brutality, police killing people, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you can see people, if you can see these cops doing these these kind of things, because people don't care about cops killing black people, and people will, people will definitely take a cop's word over over anything, um, just because they're a cop. So as soon as you put on that blue uniform, then any kind of bias, any kind of uh, any kind of uh, prejudice, any kind of um, any kind of imper- uh, character imperfection. Pretty much just like evaporates essentially once you put once you put put that uniform on. Right, mm-hmm. you know it's like who are you gonna believe your eyes uh, uh, on that video camera, <laughs> your lying eyes, or the police officer? You know exactly. people have been brainwashed, man, in this country to believe that law enforcement can do no wrong, and they've yeah. just been brainwashed to that theory. But again, it's crazy how we live in two Americas, right? You have you have you know what I'm saying inner city America where we know police are definitely capable of being corrupt but then you have some places in America where they believe the police officers are your friend and that's just the brainwash the brainwashing that people have and especially when it comes to black people they look at us as the thugs as the evil enemies of you know of society and, sh- and shit and it's just crazy, obviously he's doing it's something wrong up. That's because yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously yeah. that guy in Salt Lake, Utah, was doing something wrong. He shouldn't have ran Why away. Why did right? the police yeah. stop him? You know, obviously Why was he, he biking? Had, obviously he had. Why was he biking? <laughs> obviously he had right. a knife. Right, right. You know, even if they say there was something shiny, and the clearest day in the video, there was he had no nothing in his hand, no, no object whatsoever, no shiny object, nothing. He strictly ran away. His back was turned, and they shot him. The funny thing, I think, I think after the after they 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 claimed that they found a knife. But I mean, obviously, it Come was on. planted. Obviously, clearly, I saw the video and I didn't see anything drop from his head. I didn't either at all. It's like you remember that Chappelle show? 
I mean, Sprinkle some crack uh, on him. Sprinkle some crack on him. Sprinkle some crack on him. Let's move on. Planting a a weapon. That nigga was on PCP, Johnson. (laughs) Right. Yeah, man. Planting a weapon. Oh, sometimes yeah. you don't even have to plan a weapon for God's sake. You don't have to, you don't have to Eric, go through any of that. Was it Eric Garner in New York? Yeah. They choked him out they choked on camera. Out. Yep. And those police officers got away. Yep. So, I mean. Yep. Yeah. The guy who shot Walter Scott, he got he got away. He shot him eight times in the back. Shit, Whatever. Rodney King. Yeah, true. <laughs> Let's go way back. I mean. True. Hey, look. Biggest gang in America. Yeah. The thing about it is that... um. The, the, uh, we were talking about T, uh, how, uh, you know, these, uh, police officers, you know, they're, they're, they, um, essentially protect and some people, they see, view them as protectors, other people don't, but cops, they're essentially, they were essentially there to protect white people against black people. Exactly. Yep. Essentially. That's the historical. I mean, historically, historically, historically I think police, uh, from my, from, from my readings, police, they started off in this country, um, defending, uh, essentially, the elite, the wealthy people's their property right. uh, against like the middle class and the lower class or whatever. So they were basically um, they basically like security, like high praise top, like top flight security, uh, like back back in the day, essentially. Right. So that, that that's essentially where you, where you where you get this legacy from. And even nowadays, that's, that's the, not it's not. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's the north. In the south, yep. the police departments exclusively slave came officers. from uh, slave patrols. Yep. Exactly. These are the people that were paid to. Catch runaway slaves and put down insurrections, mm-hmm. and um, you know they were allowed to go into the slave quarters, turn things over, like like you know, slave the slaves were in jail, mm-hmm. and, and hire snitches. Same thing they do now, <laughs> and, and essentially even now, hire snitches, find out when the insurrections are coming along yeah. and crush them. Yep. And even now, things haven't changed much because I mean, even like if you take a look at um, like uh, the riots, well, quote unquote riots in Baltimore, like mm-hmm. uh, happened like a couple years ago, right. um. The cops, they just stood there and watched uh, these pe- these people just like like burn like uh, CVS or whatever. Uh, they basically just like stood stood there, essentially trying to prevent black, these black people from crossing over into the uh, quote unquote thing. good areas, yep. the white areas. Same thing with the LA riots. That's so, what they did in LA. Exactly. So, so as long as they keep the shit isolated into into the black areas, quote unquote or whatever, then they're fine. But so they're really there to protect the elite still. Yeah. Right. You know, and like I said, with the LA riots, same thing that happened out there. As long as they were destroying and, you know, rioting in South Central, it was all good. But the minute they kept going north towards going to Beverly, Hill, the Beverly Hills, oh, they weren't hearing that shit. They formed like a barricade. What is it past uh I, I north of the ten, yeah, north of the ten. That's what you said. Yeah, yep. north, north of the ten, yep. south. You know what I'm saying? Lived in LA. Now, I mean, yeah, I lived out there eight years. You know, shout out LA, man. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, with that man, that's the significance of how they protect the elite and <laughs> protect white people. You know, tell the truth, no doubt. But so, so you know what I mean? Can't, you can't, you can't carry on that type of injustice. Of course not. And well, I guess they can because they're carrying it, but. When you call yourself a just country and a beacon and a shining uh, light on the hill and you allow stuff like that to happen in your country, things that sooner or later, you know, it's karma, you know? And, yeah. Um, yeah so. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. On, uh, so, um. Somewhat related to uh, to what we were talking about, um, there was another study 
that uh, was released recently. So apparently a majority of white Americans say that they believe that uh, they face discrimination. Okay. So according to a poll um, from NPR, uh, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and Harvard T.H. Uh, Chan School of Public Health, more than half of whites, 55%, surveyed said that, generally speaking, they believe there is discrimination against white people in America today. Bitch, play. <laughs> so what do you guys think about this? Come on. Play that again. Bitch, play. Shout out Snoop. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Houseway. How? <laughs> I agree. It's 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 like honestly, it's it's just it's, it's just crazy. I, I backed away from the mic. I ain't got shit to say about that. Play play, play my shit one more time. <laughs> Bitch, play. <laughs> you know, you, you tell me how in a country you have the presidency, ninety wealth, nine percent of the senators. 80-something percent of, of Congress, of uh, the House of Representatives, 95% of CEOs. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> you ever go in the hood and you go to a, a grocery store? Yep. And you know how they always have the picture of the manager? <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. The manager is always white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always white. Even in the hood. In the, in the NFL, dog. They, they, the might allow, they might allow a black woman to run the produce section or something like that. <laughs> no, but, no, 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 no. We clean up the store, homie. Come on. We, I only we, mention that just to say is like, yeah, I would like to be that discriminated against. You know, Chris Rock said it best. In one of his concerts, he said, "There's a uh, one-legged bus boy in here who will not change places with me, and I'm rich." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like, "I'm gonna ride this white thing on out, see where it takes me." Exactly. And he also said that in his neighborhood, he lives in a affluent neighborhood mm-hmm. or whatever. He yeah. said on his block, he has uh, in his neighborhood he has a Plumber. Gary Sheffield. Um, Mary J. Blige and a, a white dentist. A dentist, yeah, a plumber, yeah, dentist. But I thought he said a plumber too. But did he say a plumber? Or yeah, I said, or something like that. But it just goes to show you, right? You could just be, you know, average Joe white guy making a middle class salary, and you could live in his neighborhood. Whereas we have to be the elite, or exactly. uh, you know, in a you know entertainment or sports you know arena in order to live in an affluent neighborhood. So, can you hit, hit my drop? Bitch, please. I'm done for now. Yeah, I think that's it. It's such a ridiculous article. It's 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 pretty it's pretty ridiculous, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, more stuff about white people. Uh, so the uh, Sun Herald uh, recently reported that um, uh, Biloxi, uh, Mississippi, uh, administrators Biloxi, Biloxi, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what he said. They pulled the uh, the novel um, to kill a to kill a mockingbird from the re- school reading list because quote unquote it makes people uncomfortable. So they pulled it from the eighth grade uh, curriculum. Uh, the school board vice president Kenny Holloway, uh, Kenny Powers, says the uh, <laughs> the district uh, received complaints that some of the book's language quote unquote makes people uncomfortable. Now, if you don't know uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, it was published in 1960. It was a Pulitzer Prize-winning novel by Harper Lee that deals with uh, racial inequality in a small Alabama town. What do you guys think about this? Can I get my drop one more time? Bitch, please. All right, I'll add a little commentary now. 
Bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I mean, come on, man. Like, at the end of the day, it's like we want to erase. Erase history in this country. Keep certain history, erase certain history. It is a part of this country's legacy and history, but yet it makes them feel uncomfortable. And I never can understand, I still can't understand why it's always uncomfortable for, dare I say, some white people to talk about race. What is, why are you so uncomfortable with that? You can talk about everything else. You can talk about, you know, those who are kneeling, you know, during the national anthem is such a disrespect and you speak out against everything else. But yet when it comes to race and race relations in the country, you're afraid to talk about it and you can't articulate any kind of conversation about it. So once again, if you can't talk about race, bitch, please. <laughs> and uh, so what were they uh, you know, why did they want to uh, take away this book? Is it because of the language because or because of the idea of inequality and the idea of race? Um, They're uncomfortable. I, I think that people just don't want to think about race at all. No. And, um, and especially in down South Korea, where they have obviously a, a clear legacy of that thing. And the people, people, they know down there, I'm sure that they still probably still have the same fucked up opinions, views, or whatever about black people that they did back then when when To Kill a Mockingbird was written, but they don't want to be called out on it. They exactly. don't want to. They don't want to be made to feel like they're like they're racist or that or that they're they're anything anything. So they they essentially want to take away the book, thinking that that's gonna make them feel a little better, not to have to hear anything about um, any kind of uh, inequality, any kind of uh, mm-hmm. a historical inequality in the places that. That they're from and they live, or oh, their heritage. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of times they even try to change the um, the textbooks themselves. Right. In Texas, they try to, that. to try to um, you know uh, revise slavery. Yeah. They and call institutional slavery. They call it. Uh, they call them immigrants. They immigrants. Them, they call them immigrants. Servants. Yeah. You know. So I mean I'm I'm just so I'm against that labor. man I'm I'm so against it because I I know they 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 also try to uh, ban um, Huckleberry Finn mm-hmm. and books like that you should never ban literature man because literature is written for that time it gives us insight into that society at that time yep. so I mean what are you banning it for it's historical, it's historical context, context. Yeah. exactly that's what I was thinking and at the end of the day because you know in our country we live on these like we said last week in the last podcast episode, we live on ideals and symbols. And that's just not an ideal we want to look at as being American. Right. And unfortunately it is part of our history. And guess what, America? It is us. But yet it's us. You, and you it's know, ugly. You, yeah, it's ugly. You and, know? and we're still talking about it. And we're not talking about you. Yeah. Why are you taking it so personal? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Just you know, if we say that if you live in the South now you're Great, there's a chance that your great great grandparents were slave owners. Don't think that we're attacking you and we're saying that you're a bad person. We don't know if you're a bad person or not. We're just saying that your great great grandfather was a slave owner. That's just a part of history of this country. Check it out. You know, embrace it. If you're alt right and your you know roots come from Germany and Nazi Germany, even Germany acknowledges the Holocaust. Yep. So take it. Take a page out of that notebook. Germany goes out of its way to acknowledge what they did because they don't want to repeat it again. Exactly. You know, because they did it to <laughs> crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> they did. They did World War One and they started World War Two, and they were like, "Oh shit! If we don't guard against our nature <laughs> and our culture mm-hmm. impulses, 
we might start another world war. Yeah, so the, they the, talk about it, and, and they. The, the, fun, the funny thing about that is that um, they will try to get rid of stuff like that, but they'll keep. They'll try to keep statues of Robert E. Lee. Preach. You know what I mean? So some per, certain part of history, they want. Oh no, no, we should be talking about this. This makes me uncomfortable, whatever. But others, they they, they talk about how it's our history, quote unquote. But our they, heritage, exactly right. our heritage. You know, it's a part of us, or so whatever, whatever. Right. But when it comes to this, they won't they won't say the same thing about it. But when it comes to like uh, Confederate statues, they won't put those in the historical context. They won't say talk about how they were trying to they were trying to uphold slavery. Yeah, whatever. they talk about how great of generals they were. Yeah, right? they have these people. They might have been great generals. They were yeah. modern. Great technicians. <laughs> I don't I don't know. You know, Stonewall Jackson or. Whoever else, Robert E. Lee, Robert yeah, e. Lee yeah. they might have been great generals. I'm not disputing that. But <laughs> that's not the only thing. <laughs> they were great generals in a war to preserve slavery. You know, just admit that. And we can move on. Exactly. You know, that's, you hit Don't it on so the head, bro. so hypocritical. Just, you know, it, all we, you know, all I think, you know, and I'll sp- you know, I'm not speaking for all black folks, but I'll just speak for these bro- black brothers at the t- <laughs> here on this podcast. Acknowledgement. Acknowledge that it happened. Acknowledge that racism exists in this country and we have to do a better job at handling it, handling it and talking about it. Period. That's all we're looking for. As a man, I don't Shit. I don't try to quiet discussions about women's suffrage. Hold up. You know? Yeah. Men were assholes for a long time towards women. Hold up. This is the breakthrough, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, wait a, a minute. Breakthrough is happening here. Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? We have uh Black Rob's turning a new leaf. Man was such assholes towards women that they give black men the right to vote on paper like 50 years before they gave women the right to vote. So, yeah, as men, we have been assholes towards women. Let's admit that. Hey, who man is this? I don't, I don't even recognize this this dude sitting <laughs> right next to me. I don't, I don't know I don't know if you, the listeners, you recognize him, but... Uh, the transformation that's taking place. Apparently, we have a Black Rob 2.0 that, is, uh, that has emerged. Oh, this podcast. He's been cured of MS. <laughs> we'll see. Well, let's get to an, an article where you talk about women, and then we'll see. We'll see. What happens. <laughs> so, um, so speaking of black men, um, oh shit! This segment, <laughs> fuck. Here we go. Okay. Oh boy. All right. So, can, can I give a disclaimer? Uh-huh. We may lose a few sponsorships. Uh, probably gonna lose any um, consideration from. I don't know. Uh, no, just go ahead. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> but shout out Rock Nation, Mass Appeal, Illwood Records. Illwood Records. Mass Appeal, Rock Nation. <laughs> Title. Spotify. We still love y'all. No doubt. So uh, apparently um, in the last few weeks, um, there have been, there's been uh, an attack on black men. So uh, you've had several articles that have been published recently in um, quote unquote black sites. Uh, talking about how awful, god-awful black men are. Some of these articles are such as um, titled, Straight Black Men Are the White People of Black People. So that was on the Roots uh, uh, slash Very Smart Brothers or whatever. whatever. Not very smart. Exactly. Another one, another one is uh, because, quote-unquote, harasser is just not enough. Why I consider calling black men terrorists. Bitter. And that was from Madame Noir. And that was like on the heels of like the Las Vegas shooting. Mm-hmm. Yep, Damn. I saw that. So another one, third one I saw was um, why I believe 99% of black men are sexist and misogynistic. 
and that's on Blavity. So apparently there's um there's a whole big push recently to try to uh, demonize black men in society. What do you guys think about what's been going on with these articles? Is my drop. Bitch, play. Man, that's going to be the popular dropper episode four. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's outlandish. It's, it's thievenism at its finest. Um, coonism, coonery at its finest. It's clickbait. Really, it's really clickbait because it's absolute bullshit. You know, when I read these articles, the first thing that came to my mind was, what, you know, what's the data? Where, what are you basing this on? Are you basing this on exactly. your own sphere of of what you see and just basically, your, you know what I'm saying, in your environment? Because 99%, I was like, that's bullshit. I'm like, I don't know where you're getting your data it's from. data free. Yeah, exactly. It's all clickbait. It's bullshit. And you know what? Straight up, I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, Concede my time over to my man Black Rob, but before I let y'all go, bitch, play. <laughs> Houseway. <laughs> Houseway. I mean, yeah, these articles, and they're all written by black people, right? Like, yeah, two are written by totally, black yeah. dudes, yep, and one by a black woman, right? Black yep. people, so period. Black people. They are, I guess, they identify themselves as feminists, right? Like ultra feminist, mm-hmm. so this is what happens when you get people that get, go too far to the right, you know, and they <clears throat> they start giving uh, activists a bad name. <clears throat> uh, there, there's this term, this social justice warrior, mm-hmm. right? It's become an insult mm-hmm. uh, where you call people who are concerned about social justice. They call them social justice warrior on, mm. on, on online. And it's people that write these type of articles that are giving the, the bad names to the people who actually are activists and want to see a better world and want to see everybody treated fairly, mm. you know? And especially the dudes that are <laughs> writing this. Especially they're pretty yep. lame. Yep. It's probably a way for them to get laid. <laughs> I was just thinking that, though. Like, <laughs> they're just trying to get themselves laid on a Friday night or some shit. You know? Let me kiss ass on the females. Talk about how bad black men are. And, you know, they, like you say, there's no data. If there were data, then we could actually have a discussion. But all three of, the, all three of these articles were, fr- were free of data. Yeah. You know? It's clickbait. And, clickbait. you know, say all these things about us. We're the white people of black people. Is that the white people of black people? Yes. Shut up. Shut It'd up. It'd be nice to be in control. <laughs> My favorite. You know what I'm saying? If we drop. did have that type of power, I would welcome it. You know what I mean? Right? I'd be very happy. But <laughs> we, we don't. don't have that type of power. So shut up. You know, you know the funny thing that you talk about, um, a lack of data. Uh, there actually is data. I mean, they, they, the, the guy in the article, straight black man, uh, the white people, black people, he actually admits, like in the beginning of the article, that every single, absolutely every single indicator of of uh, progress or uh, or life in kind of a, any kind of a, a quality of life indicator is black men are the last are absolute <laughs> absolute bottom of it. We're talking about um, arrest and incarceration rates, uh, likelihood of dying violent death, uh, likelihood of graduating high school, uh, attending college, employment mm-hmm. rates, net worth, likelihood of surviving past seventy, uh, upward mobility in society. All of those black men are are at the absolute dead last. However, yet these motherfuckers still have the nerve to talk about that black men have privilege in this society. 
I mean, seriously. No, no, not just black men. Straight black men. It's straight black men. <laughs> apparently, oh. apparently mm-hmm. if you're if you if you're gay, then that takes away your privilege somehow. So uh, apparently, and the, mm-hmm. the 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 simple fact of the matter is that they all all for this one article, all they base things on is violence towards women. So so domestic violence, that kind of thing. But there's been study after study after study that's proven that. Um, these are these are like problem. These are problems based on poverty. So these are these are these are problems if based on like your on your living conditions on on, uh, on your uh, your neighborhood, your environment, that kind of thing. There's been studies that have been that have proven that um, if um, black people, if you move them from like a lower from lower 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 class to like a, a middle class, then the rates the violent rates of violence. They pretty much they level out, so they so they're they're pretty much the same as everybody else, but because these these people, they see things as like you know black men are are killing at you know higher rates than white men, then black men are the white people of black people because they 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 have violence against black women more, but that apparently that only that only applies if you're a straight black man. You know what I mean, right, right? So it's it's pretty ridiculous, especially especially this this one article. This one it's article. Just, it's 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 just, just a dumb article. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's not just man. Just happened to commit the most crimes. You know what I'm saying? Across everything, across race, across whatever, and, and mostly they're between like 14 and 20 we're something. More aggressive. Years old. Not only that, but but they're more aggressive. We're more so aggressive. if yeah. that if that's what they want to hang their hat on, and say that, that makes us. The black people, the white people, black people, despite every other ad- disadvantage, it's a pretty flimsy argument to make. But not only that, but black men are also the the most likely to 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 uh, have a violent crime against them. Black men's uh, death rates are much higher than the black women's death rates in this country. Black men die; they like much a, higher. What seven thousand uh, a year or something like that? Something crazy. Black women is like several thousand less. I mean, so but but yeah, yeah. You still you can say that black men have privilege. That this is it's it's so it's so incredibly ridiculous. And this is the kind of thing that uh, uh, this is kind of like thing that would come out of like sociological uh, sociological um, philosophy back in like the nineteen fifties. You're talking about like uh, biological determination. Uh, black black people are more violent or whatever. This kind of thing because they're black. You know what I mean? Right. It's not because of any other outside factors. Right. It's just because they're black, then they're more violent or it's whatever. Pseudo science, and you know, and because so because so this is anti anti man anti masculinity, and since black men are uh, are in this in this country considered hyper masculine, then they're hyper violent. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, and apparently. Okay, so as far as this article is concerned, it's straight bullshit because I know this because they they specify straight black men. Right. All right. So if you're talking about domestic violence rates in this country, um, same sex domestic violence rates are higher than man than man against woman domestic violence rates. When it comes to woman on woman domestic violence rates, they're they're like double double the rates of uh, of uh, of man man versus woman. Really? Rates. Yes. Right. Wow. They're like I think it's like seventy-five uh, percent wow. higher, something like that. Lesbians? I'm not sure. I'm not sure when. It, yeah, I'm not sure about like uh, about for for black people, but overall in this country, 
But people want lesbians fuck each other up more than uh, than straight couples. <laughs> well, then, well, then, then, then a man, then a man, heterosexual uh, and, and a woman. Then a man, then a man have then a man assaulting a woman. Really? Not 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 the woman assaulting the man, but the man assaulting the woman. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Mm. So apparently, <laughs> but so apparently, um, if it only matters if it's a black man who's doing it. I mean, you have you have, but if but since you have like essentially. Uh, black women with same-sex couples who are assaulting people at assaulting black women at double the rates of black men. That doesn't matter, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, there's, it's, a, there's an agenda. So it's, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not about. It's not about you know um, the violence against women. You already know that because I mean, if you if you really cared about it, then why wouldn't you, why why wouldn't you talk about that? And why you aren't you are you limiting straight straight black? Are you limiting gay black men out of this if you right. care about that? It's this is about because there's there's, there's protection uh, afforded to gays and lesbians. Could you imagine if some if somebody if the same writer wrote an, an article saying that uh, ooh, I don't know uh, why consider calling uh, black lesbians terrorists? Right? Can you imagine? Mm. Can you imagine the the, the kind of shit the that, that, that would pop off? Because I mean, really, I mean, you talk about you talk about domestic violence rates. Why not talk about that? It, it's, right. it's it's ridiculous, but but people feel like it's acceptable to to uh, basically talk shit about black people about about black, black men, straight black men, straight black men, straight black men. People feel like like that's acceptable. Like I said, they want to emasculate the straight black man, mm-hmm. and you're seeing it right now. And you know, like I said, man, it's bullshit. You it's know? just it's absolute bullshit. Not only bullshit. that, not only that, but um, like. Say for example, I mean, if you look at uh, like uh, arrest arrest records, like crime records or whatever, black women are like two and a half times more likely to go to prison than than uh, white women. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you were to write an article saying, "Oh, black women, why well, consider calling black women terrorists because they're they're ultra violent, they go to they go to jail." Um, at two and a half times the uh, the rate of white women, so they're they're terrorists, they're hyper violent or whatever. We have to we have to uh, do something to protect protect kids because children they uh, they're abused. I think at two to one rate, black children get a rate, abused at a two to one rate versus mm-hmm. white children. Also, wow. these are all these are all societal problems caused by poverty, right. caused by racism, and caused by by white supremacy, and caused by caused by society. But if you were to write articles like this talking about you know how black women are doing all this stuff, you would get absolutely eviscerated. You won't get no. They won't publish your articles, right? And 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 you know to your point, and that's a great point. How the hell they got published? It just goes to show you the agenda that's you know on that is attacking straight and, black men, right? And let's not also forget the clickbait nature of these articles. Yeah, it was a clickbait. I mean, when I read the articles, the first thing that came to my mind. Where are you getting your data from? What environment are you in where you can even say, you know, make this kind of statement and really come up with this kind of hypothesis without any data or any kind of like information to back it up? It was absolute bullshit. But you know what? Three Kings podcast. We hold it down. Bitch, please. And the funny, the funny. We, we hold it down to Three Kings. We holding it yeah. down for the straight black men. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And uh, the funny thing about that is that um, it's, 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 it's just it's just it's just insane. Um, so you had uh, essentially these these people, uh, these bloggers or whatever, these they're writing this this stuff. These come these don't come from like 
right wing websites. These come from progressive websites. This, right. this, is, this is what's considered progressive now, right? Mm. So, so essentially, you have um, just um, you have these people just bad mouthing, bashing black men, and that's considered progressive now in society. You know what I mean? Mm. Even though black men they they vote at you know eighty percent clip um, democratic, progressive, progressive mm. agenda, right? But still, again, still. The black men are are the villains are the villains in this. Black men black men vote progressive agenda more than white women. Well, to, to them it's uh it's it's okay to bash men in general, <laughs> but even in quote unquote progressive publications, it's okay to bash on on black men in particular. So there's this whole thing where people I guess they feel like they're doing something revolutionary or something like that. They're, they're putting themselves out there when they publish or when they write these type of articles, right? Like they're ultra feminists or whatever. And there's you know, you can go too far and you're gonna you're gonna put a lot of people off if you keep writing this type of articles, you know? Especially yeah. when you can't back it up. Yep. That's just that's my biggest thing. If you're gonna make a statement like that, especially, you know, a, a strong statement where you have it at the top as a headline, you better be able to back it up. And when I I didn't see any depth to the article, it was poor writing and it was, it was poor journalism. Very poorly written. It's poor. It's poor writing. These people are These people are bloggers. You know, you're bloggers, and like, it's poor writing. But even even you know, they just you know, and we don't want to shit on all I'm bloggers. Just mad that we even get all this shine. You know, but we got to talk about this shit because it's out there. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, to you bloggers or whatever you want to call yourselves, you're just basically feeding fire to the to the right and to the ignorant. For them to even be able to, so now they have more, you know, um, fuel to the fire to to hate black men, you know, and it's, there's a historical, you know, significance to this, to what you're saying, you know, and how basically you're just perpetuating that image and that stigma of who black men are. And you're supposed to be on our side, you fucking Benedict Arnolds. These people are fucking coons. You're fucking I coons and Benedict Arnolds. Are, Fuck you. You're people not are down coons the and white supremacists. Straight but they, up. but they're but they're progressive white supremacists. Hmm. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 really it's really fucked up. No doubt, it's fucked up. It's yeah. real fucked up. So yeah, so uh, the roots, uh, Madame Noir, uh, the Blavity, bitch, please. Yeah, basically. Chief I, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Thank you, Snoop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout out Snoop, man. Shout new, out Snoop. His new album, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's pretty decent too. Alright, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Snoop, man. You gotta listen to that. Okay. Another acronym, if you didn't hear it earlier. Chief I. Go fuck yourself. Hope you guys are taking notes out there oh, in the podcast shit. land. I'm on fire. <laughs> You're on something. <laughs> it's Friday, man. <laughs> Stay off the damn weed. Hell no. <laughs> Yeah, he's on something. Hell no, Craig. He's on something. <laughs> Hell no, Craig. <laughs> so um, shout out OG Louis the Thirteenth. <laughs> so uh, more stuff that happened last week. Um, Bill O'Reilly. Oh shit. So um, it was Rob's revealed. boy. This is this is Black Rob's boy. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so it was recently revealed uh, that Bill O'Reilly paid thirty-two million dollars to a Fox News colleague who threatened to sue him. Wait, he got that much paper? He got that much oh, paper? He got, he got paper. He got bread. He got paper. He squeeze He's a little lighter in the wallet now, but he still got paper. Pull out the iron on that motherfucker. <laughs> he paid $32 million to a Fox News colleague who threatened to sue him for a se- alleged sexual misconduct. Um, it was paid to a uh, longtime Fox News legal analyst, Liz Wheel, 
who revealed in a, a she was she was revealed in a uh, New York Times expose on Saturday. Uh, he paid around forty five million total uh, for all lawsuits that he that he settled. Uh, however, after um, the thirty two million dollars settlement, Fox gave him a very very large contract extension. So, and a raise. And a raise. Wow. Talk about a subsidy. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you guys think about this this story? I like Black right. Rob. Go ahead. So speaking of that raise, I think they ra- they gave him a raise from eighteen million dollars a year to twenty five. Which coincidentally covers the thirty-two million dollars that he was going to pay that woman over the course of five years, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. So what do you call that? Collusion. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> damn, this is sweet. The fact that his legacy is that he's he is an assaulter, a sexual assaulter, right? Who paid forty-five million dollars in total. Because of his, you know, because of he uh, harassed and sexually assaulted women, mm-hmm. and he was even sending gay porn to this chick. Why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> oh, we're gonna bring up old shit on this one. Um, Bill O'Reilly deserves what happened to him. He, for twenty years, him and Roger Ailes were responsible. <laughs> For basically dividing this country and um, just destroying our political discourse in this country. And now he didn't even stop there. He made himself the chief, I don't know, moral uh, decider in this country. And he made it his point to stand on a soapbox and point fingers at people point fingers at people and determine who's moral and who's not moral, right? And he especially went hard at a hip-hop artist. Yep. He calls mm-hmm. Ludacris uh, Luda. Pepsi a Pepsi deal mm-hmm. because he said Luda was obscene in his language and the way he talked about women. God damn, can you imagine <laughs> the, <laughs> the fucking irony. nerve? Yo, All the irony. Luda needs to run them down and be like, yo, where my paper at, man? You know? Where my money at? <laughs> he attacked Cameron, he attacked Nas, he attacked a whole bunch of people. He attacked the left. Anybody who was not a right wing guy who did not believe, uh, who did not believe in what he believes, he attacked them for their more quote unquote moral failings. Just because you know you don't share the same morals that I do, he he point you know he pointed fingers at them, mm-hmm. and you know did a lot of damage to a lot of people. And this is so sweet. <laughs> and he uh, he blamed God for 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 this. He did, did you blame hear about God. that. Yeah, I heard about that. He blamed God. Crazy. Because I guess God didn't cooperate with his evil. He said God didn't protect him. God didn't protect his evil. He's supposed to do that. God was made in the shape of his image. Yeah, so God's God's not supposed to protect the women that he was was assaulting, uh, the women that he was basically... Harvey Weinstein, and uh, <laughs> but he was supposed to protect uh, Bill O'Reilly, essentially. Mm-hmm. So that's that's Bill O'Reilly's take on on things. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, forty five million dollars, and that's his legacy. You get the drop, bitch. Please, you have to love karma sometimes. Oh, of course. When it happens to a guy this bad, you know, he's a prick. The best thing he could do is like same thing that happened to uh, Roger Ailes. Yeah, Roger Ailes yeah. died of a broken heart, so we can only hope that happens to Bill O'Reilly. Did Roger Ailes die? 
Yeah, he died. He died like uh, after a few, a few months after he got fired. I didn't Word? realize. Oh that. shit! He's like um the dude from Enron. He died too. Um, the CEO. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, man, that's stress. I didn't realize that. Damn. Damn. That's news. Breaking news on Three Kings podcast. In Damn. case you didn't know. Yeah, breaking news. We we didn't know we didn't know about this. Yeah. We didn't know about this. So, breaking news. So breaking news. Yeah. His kid said uh. His his kids say that uh, my father died of a broken heart. I say, God damn right, man. Fuck your daddy. I dance on his grave and pee on it. Oh shit, for real. You know, people say you shouldn't. You should never celebrate somebody's death. I'm celebrating his death. He's a terrible person. He's caused more harm to more people than he can ever imagine. (laughs) No, 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 no. You insulted him a little bit. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he got his uh, Bill uh, Bill O'Reilly and uh, Rodgers. They both got their comeuppance. Uh, so I, I don't feel bad for them at all. I mean, I just wish that they didn't have their whatever it is twenty twenty years of um, time to spread their their nonsense uh, to the masses. I mean, and millions. They call it karma, but they, I mean, they honestly they made off like bandits. They and did. I'm sure if they could have like done this shit over again, they would have they would have done it all. They would have done it. They're paid. They made they million, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. But at the very least, at least their their legacy is tarnished. True. You know, and they can't go and work anywhere else. They're True. pariahs in the rest of society. They're competing. Well, Bill Bill O'Reilly's competing against us. And we're gonna crush you, Bill. <laughs> you know what I mean? He has his own podcast. Hey, Bill, Bill. We're coming for you. <laughs> That's right. No doubt. That's right. You ain't gonna lose to us. No, nah, not at you all. Ain't gonna, you ain't gonna lose to us. Nah. <laughs> Shout out Ludacris. Yeah, I'll leave it there. Shout out Ludacris. <laughs> we'll come see you. Shout out Cameron. Bill. Shout out Cameron. Yeah, Cam yeah. and, and Luda, That's man. That's right, yeah. Cameron, he really... Uh, Cam went in on He Bill really O'Reilly. shitted on Bill O'Reilly. Got dirt on you, doggy. Yeah, he had, he had <laughs> all kind of dirt. Yeah, that the journalist Cameron, he really uh, he really, <laughs> he really, uh, screwed Bill, the Bill O'Reilly over. He, uh, <laughs> they were the prophets. He exposed him. C- Cameron tried to let us know 10 right. years ago. <laughs> the, prophet the prophet Cameron. Yeah. prophet Cameron. <laughs> Nostradamus <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> He really got it, but uh, Word up. yeah. So um, another another news story uh, recently. Uh, so Colin Kaepernick um, has recently filed uh, uh, grievance against the NFL owners for collusion. Uh, he accused them uh, of colluding to keep him from playing, um, according to uh, reports from uh, ABC and the Bleacher Report. Um, however, um, analysis of the length of uh, free agency periods for quarterbacks in March and in August uh, has been done by 538.com. And uh, in the last five years, it showed that Cap- Colin Kaepernick's situation was an outlier, uh, so meaning that he should have uh, been signed by a team like recently. So it's, it's, it basically shows that um, Colin Kaepernick's situation is way outside of the norm because somebody with his skills, um, his track record, um, and the the free agent signings of quarterbacks that have happened in the last uh, few months, he really should have been signed. Uh, he was most recently snubbed by the Tennessee Titans, who denied him a chance to work out uh, after their team the team's current quarterback was injured. Meanwhile, you have teams that you have players quarterbacks who. Haven't even played a down of football in like five, past five years. Who've been signed? Um, you have like really shitty, like um, shitty quarterbacks. Um, 
uh, who've been uh, who've been uh, signed, who just like are complete bad fits. Um, I don't, I forgot the name of the uh, the Tennessee Titans quarterback who they signed, but he was like the guy who used to, he used to play for Dallas. Um, he was drafted by the Browns, but he was like a, he was a terrible quarterback. He was like four and twelve or some shit like that. Um, but yeah, so essentially, Colin Kaepernick he um, he's filed a collusion grievance against the NFL owners. What do you think guys think about this? I mean, good for good for him. You know, I, ho- I hope he does sue them. Um, I don't know how easy it'll be to prove um, collusion with the owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, you know, you probably have to find an email. You know, they probably don't have. I don't, who knows? They might be dumb enough to have emailed each other. But <laughs> you know, it's a very hard thing to prove antitrust law. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, cases. Yep. But you know. Go for it, you know. Maybe circumstantial evidence might work. You know, shit, it works. Might be enough for a judge. So there's nothing to lose. I know there's nothing to lose. And when you say circumstantial evidence, shit, they convict motherfuckers on that. They don't even need a body in a murder case. They just say circumstantial. They they convict by people though. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Thank. Thank you. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Appreciate you clarifying that. (laughs) No, but you know what I'm saying. And the other thing is, it's clear to the naked eye though. I mean, come on, Jay, you know Jay Cutler, the fuck? Mm-hmm. He hasn't even sniffed the Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick at least went to the Super Bowl, and dare I say, was about what five to five minutes away in the fourth quarter yeah, from a, winning the he Super was a Bowl. Pass, one pass away. One pass away, yeah. right? So come on, man, that's some bullshit. You obviously know that's some collusion. That's bullshit, and hey, that's circumstantial enough for me. You know, hopefully a judge will see it that way to say, you know, this is some bullshit. You know, and at, at, end, at the end of the day, at least give the man a tryout. At least give him a chance to compete. That's all. No one's asking, you know, I'm not one of those people saying give him a job. No, give him a chance to compete for the job. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And at least if he has that opportunity, then we could say, all right, well, maybe he's just not good enough. Maybe his numbers just don't match up, but not even to have the opportunity to work out. He couldn't, have, he couldn't have declined that much. You know what I'm saying? There's no, no way he could have. Uh, declined that much. I compared to. Uh, did you see the game last night with the Dolphins? Matt Moore. Oh, that was a terrible <laughs> game. I fuck. Even see it. Yo, if you saw that game, you wonder why Colin Kaepernick's not in the league. You're yeah. like, what the Colin fuck? Colin Kaepernick that? should be a star in this. You know what I mean? Gotta be, yeah, yeah. He's got to be better than 15. Have you seen the Cleveland Browns record? Starting right yeah. now. Cleveland Browns are what? 0 and 8, 0 and 7? Yeah, some, yeah 0 and 7, right? I think. They yeah. suck. Yeah. It's, it's not like this league is just littered with. A lot of great quarterbacks, no. you know. And you, have, you have a lot of injuries too. And even when when quarterbacks in Carson Palmer just just got out for like he's out for like two months. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre, not Brett Favre. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is out for probably the rest of the season. Uh. But guys like Brandon Wheaton, that's the guy I was thinking about. Brandon Wheaton, he just got he got signed by Tennessee, and he's a he's a, a god awful, god awful quarterback. Cleveland, but, right? But uh, but Colin Kaepernick, he's taking a team to the Super Bowl, and he can't even get a he can't even get a backup job. Cleveland, you stop know, playing. The play Cleveland. of the very elite quarterbacks makes us think that there's a lot of great quarterbacks in the NFL. There really isn't. Nope. There's like three elite quarterbacks, three or four elite quarterbacks, about ten shout good ones, and sh- everybody's average. Shout them out, and I bet you Kaepernick. <laughs> Who are the top three? Who's in the top three? Go ahead, bro. Moving on to the next story. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, number one. No, hey, the next I, story. Whatever you want to say, but hey, five Super story. Bowls. Five Super Bowls. Oh, you suck. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> they cheated. Oh, you suck. Stop. 
So no, we don't. Five Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, he Shout won a couple Patriots. of those by cheating, but that's here. That's neither here. Or there. The Trump supporter, you mean? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the, the MAGA. Guy. Welcome, welcome to the club, MAGA? Jets fan. MAGA? Welcome to the club. Yeah, you talk. Hey, <laughs> talking about players now. Talking uh, about players. There we Not go. Not owners. Not owners. We're talking about players here, okay? Oh shit! <laughs> so, yeah, shout out Colin Kaepernick, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying. Best wishes, man. I've I been, mean, you know, we Congrats definitely on your support book you, man. Too. Yeah, yeah, support. Oh yeah, shout out to that. A million bucks. Hey, you going? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Can't wait to read that book, man. For real. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Shout that out. For real. For real. Yeah. So yeah, congrats, Colin. So um, so we have another another story we want to talk about. So this is uh going to be a nominee for uh. The Sunken Place. Hmm. Tales from the Sunken Place, ladies and gentlemen. Been gone for a little, bit, a little bit, but we back. We back. Uh, so, apparently, Apple's VP of Diversity says uh, that 12 white, blue-eyed, blonde men in a room can be a diverse group. Right? So, uh... <laughs> so... Bitch, please. So uh, Denise Young-Smith, Apple's new uh, Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion, doesn't believe that being a minority or a woman are the only criteria for diversity. She said there can be 12 white, blue-eyed, blonde men in a room, and they're going to be diverse, too, because they're going to bring a different life experience and life perspective to the conversation. That's so said. specific, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said on the stage at the recent One, World, uh, One Young World Summit in Bogota, Colombia. She believes uh, that true diversity goes further than skin color and sex. The uh, hypothetical room of a dozen white men also incorporates uh, diverse personal histories, which Young Smith said she is quick to embrace. Uh, she says uh, diversity is the human experience. I get a, she says I, I get a little bit frustrated when diversity or the term diversity is tagged to the people of color or the women or the LGBT. What do you guys think about this? Bitch, please. You already know. You already know. You know what even hurts the most? You know, I'm going to respect you as a sister. I'm not even going to go there. Fuck you. that. All right, I'm going to let you. She probably wrote that fucking article. You know, what I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Denise? What I don't understand is you went to an, to an historically black college university, Grambling State University. How dare you? How dare you? You get into a position of power rather than lifting everyone up behind you to at least, you know, create more diversity in a company such as Apple and especially in Silicon Valley. You sit there and knock the ladder away. Yeah, I'm, I'm disgusted with you, man. I can't even believe you would have the gall or even, you know, the audacity to even say that shit. That's the shit that you expect to hear from some white male who's, you know, happens to be the head of diversity of a fortune 500 company but you being a black woman a black woman they say that's the, the double strike in in society that black women are the people who are born into this world with two strikes against them for you to even make that comment and to even come out your mouth to say that that's disgusting you disgust me and i will support and firmly nominee denise young smith stevens ruckus for sunken place <laughs> Bad out. There you have it. <laughs> I don't even need right. to add anything else. Until you say it. So to uh, Denise Young Smith, Stephen Ruckus. Stephen Ruckus. So that's a gift. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. I say to her that. So um yeah, the, I want to add a little bit something to this. So um uh 
essentially, the funny thing I find about this is that she's basically saying that there is no such thing as diversity. So, I mean, if if diversity is the human experience, then everybody, then pretty much there's no such thing as diversities because um, you could have uh, you could have a room a room full of uh, different t-shirts. You could have twins. You <laughs> yeah. could have twins, triplets, whatever, quadruplets. Or whatever they could, uh, and you know, because you know, one of them went to like a different school than the other, then they're their diverse group. You know what I mean? So she's basically like basically saying that her job is is completely irrelevant. If she's supposed to, she's if she's the head of diversity, and there's no such thing as diversity, then what is she even doing there? Damn. Find somebody who actually knows what the fuck diversity even means, and put them in the fucking spot. So that you can actually get some kind of diversity in the company. Oh, Denise, Damn, you know, talk serve, to you. You're right. She's right. saying that she, 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 she don't need her a job. job doesn't, you know, she can't justify her job. Yeah. Right. I'm saying we downsize her. Denise, you oh. talked yourself out of money. <laughs> you done fucked up the black she's basically, code. She's basically saying she's useless. You're right. Yep. Get that money, Denise, and you fucked that up. Oh, well. Oh. You know? Yeah, you know you done fucked up, right? Yeah. So, what you guys? what's your guys' vote on, uh, on her? Guilty. 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 Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Yeah, Denise, you're 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 guilty. So uh the last the but, last thing. But one quick thing. Uh huh. Of course she did apologize for misspeaking. I don't give a shit. Alright. <laughs> Just had to throw it out there. Well, but, she didn't uh, misspeak because that was a that was a speech that she was giving. She knew what the fuck she was she saying. Th- I she don't thought believe. about it. Yeah. She wrote it on paper. She recited yeah, it. I don't and she still said it. So. I just had to throw that out there just to make sure that we are a credible, you know what I'm saying, podcast. Sure. And when we report news, that at least we're going to give you all the facts and, yeah. most, and all yeah. sides of the story. But fuck her anyway. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, fuck she, her saw the, she saw the backlash she got. And she you don't write it. You don't write it. You know, misspeaking is when you're talking off the top of the dome. No doubt. You might say something stupid. But when you write it down and you recite it and you Give it at a speech at, a, at something as important as a convention that she was at. Guess what? And you went to an HBCU. You didn't even speak. <laughs> I can't believe that shit. When I checked around, I was like, are you fucking serious? You're one of those motherfuckers kicking the ladder off so nobody else come behind you type shit? And you're in Silicon Valley. That's what I don't understand. Where it is such a struggle for diversity. And you're going to say that shit? Get the fuck out of here, man. Basically. Basically. Mm-mm-mm. So, um... Yeah, well, last story, we're going to end on something a little bit more upbeat. Um, so, the uh, Black Panther trailer came Woo! out, guys. Looking forward to that. And that shit is fire. I'm looking forward to that, Flick. So, uh, me and Black Rob, we saw these, uh, Black Rob, this uh, Black Panther trailer, and we, uh, we uh, were kind of geeking out on it. We had big fun there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we loved it. So, um, so uh, give a little uh, a little synopsis of the trailer. Um, essentially, you see um, you see uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, who plays who's, uh, plays uh, T'Challa, uh, Black Panther, and he's uh, the ruler of uh, Wakanda, and uh, he's uh, defending uh, his his kingdom and whatnot. And um, Ulysses Claw, who was in the Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron movie. He uh, has been in prison for somehow, and um, this new villain, um, Killmonger, 
uh, played by Michael B. Jordan. He breaks him out. It looks like, apparently from the trailer, that uh, Killmonger, he's trying to uh, develop a another Black Panther suit, probably to um, take over Wakanda, I would assume, because and then he's probably taking trying to get the Ulysses Claws um, uh, experience because he had because he's he, in Age of Ultron he was uh, peddling uh, a lot of um, vibranium, so he's trying to make make he's probably using him to uh, to build his suit or whatever. So that looks like it's the synopsis of the of um, of the the movie. So it looks like it's going to be fucking awesome. It's during Black History Month, and yeah, I can't wait to see this shit. What do you guys think about the trailer? Yeah. yeah. Gather around Wakandans and see if he's still living. <laughs> Get on down. Yeah, man. It's dope, man. I cannot wait, man. Oh, I've been geeked about this movie since uh, Civil War. Yeah. Oh, That's the first God. time when I saw him in Civil War, and boy, did they do him justice in that movie. He was a. My nigga. He was a badass in that My movie. Nigga. When, I saw, when I saw him on screen, I was like. <gasps> Oh my god! <laughs> man, it's gonna be dope. I, like, I was like, "Oh my god!" They made him so dope as shit. Yeah, yeah. man, that and suit that looks dope. And the cast, His the moves cast looks dope. The cast, yeah, yeah man, it's just beautiful. My the black director. is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's my uh, black is beautiful. What's his name? Uh, Ryan Coogler, the director. Yeah, yeah he, he directed, directed Creed. Uh, Creed. Yeah, and he, he got direct- Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. He directed uh, um, uh, 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 Fruitvale Station also, yeah, which is cool. an incredible movie. Yeah, check it's it out if you haven't movie. seen it, man. Right. For real. That's a bad flick. Great That's movie. a dope flick. Bad yeah. meaning good. You still got, <laughs> man, they got almost every black star in that movie. Pretty Angela much. Bassett. Pretty much. Angela, Angela Bassett. Bassett. Yeah, they got uh, Lupita. They got uh, um, uh, what's uh, uh, well, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, they have so many black people in there. It's so if you racist, don't go see that movie. But surprisingly, surprisingly, <laughs> no Samuel L. Jackson in that movie. Ah, shit. That's one of the movies. That's, 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 the, one, that's the one black person that didn't have the, he was the black person who didn't have he the movie. He wasn't available. He was not in that movie. Yeah. He's probably doing something. Right. He'll probably do a cameo movie. at the end or something like that, post credit scene or something. <laughs> As uh, Nick Fury or oh, something. Oh, that's right. right? Yeah. He'll probably do it. Damn, Nick Fury was not in the movie. Nah. What the hell is that about? Nah. Nah. And you never know. Hopefully he'll be at the end credits. Hopefully. Hopefully. You thought I wasn't here, motherfucker? Shout out Sam Jackson. <laughs> Sam Shout out Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson, yeah. make the cipher complete. I was like, taste, motherfucker. Oh, man. Yeah, so, yeah, we really get eking out on this shit. I can't wait. I'm seeing that shit, like, the yeah. day of. No doubt. Oh, yeah. Man. I'll probably see it it's like, about time. on Friday. I'll probably see it on Saturday, and I'll see it on Sunday. <laughs> Support the film, no doubt. Yeah, and shouts man. out to Marvel, man. Yeah. Marvel... Other people call themselves progressive, but Marvel was progressive back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yep, 60s. Yeah. Yeah. 60s. 60s. That's when Black, Black, Black Panther and um, uh, freaking X-Men. Yep. And if you didn't know, Professor X and uh, Magneto were based on Malcolm X and MLK. Mm-hmm. C. Denise Young-Smith. <laughs> That's diversity. T- take note. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Take note. So I can't wait, man. Yeah, man. Yo, yeah. you know what, Tim Cook? You need to really reevaluate that hiring. <laughs> for real, man. Reevaluate that. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, shit. Why you bringing up old shit? Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I can't wait to see that shit. So, no doubt. Yeah, I'm going to see it. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we're good, guys. Um, so, it's been, a, it's been a good podcast. Uh, anything oh, you guys, guys want to talk about? We almost forgot, man. We got, we got to talk about Combat Jack. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Suck by say Combat Jack. Yeah, yeah give a shout out to Combat Jack. Yeah, man. Yeah, combat cancer, man, for real, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm saying get well soon, homie. Podcasters need to unite and stick together, man. You know what I'm saying? He definitely yeah. is someone we look up to, you know, on this podcast and yeah, he definitely a, set the way. Yeah. So he's get a well soon. He's, he's a pioneer, a pioneer for sure. Podcasting no pioneer. Doubt, yeah. Man. Show show him some love on um Instagram. On Twitter. And social media Yeah uh, Hashtag Combat Cancer No doubt Get well soon bro Yeah man Yeah you know, yeah. Love to chop it up with you man Talk some politics You know what I'm saying Yeah combat Yeah 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 get you know well soon What you get well man Get for well real. soon For real You know what I'm saying Keep up the fight homie And uh, follow uh, follow us on uh, on Facebook At Official Three Kings Podcast And also on Instagram At Official Three Kings Podcast And our email is Official Three Kings Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter. And on Twitter, we're at Three Kings Podcast. Yeah, it's man. Number three, not T H R E E. And yeah, man, if you like what you're hearing, man, you know, click that like button, man, and leave us some comments. Feel free, man. We're not soft over here, man. You know what I'm saying? We'll definitely take whatever criticism you may have. Well, yo, doing definitely and absolutely take the love, too. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just shout us out, man. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just like us. If you love what you're hearing, man, definitely click that like button, man. Even if you hate us, you know, follow us. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Subscribe. And, yo, we, we, don't, we don't run. We don't run from controversy. So, yeah, say some wild shit. We'll be like, ah, right, you get some wild shit sent back to you, but it's all good. <laughs> we Hammurabi over here. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah, real. yeah. If you have any, anything uh, you want to call Rob out on being sexist or whatever, you know, just uh, hit him up. He's Black Rob on uh, on Instagram. He's, hey. uh, he's actually not, but you know, come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> get get at him. Get at him. Man. So yeah, so uh, yeah, so uh, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast and everything, and uh, we will see you guys uh, next week. Peace out. Peace. We out. Classic hip-hop shit, Dr. D.R.E., Rose and J., let's get em. We started out mopping floors, and now we front row at the awards. Number one for the last 20 years, if you real, motherfucker, scream cheers. Motherfucker, scream cheers. Yeah. And it is what it is.